Quiet on set. Hello, welcome to the Filminist. You're safe now. <laughs> I'm Eliza, and today I am joined by my fellow friends, Annie and Diana. Hello, I am fellow friend Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I was worried for a second, but I, I was fellow friend Annie. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today. It's my turn to be Annie. Um, my, said it's my turn with the Annie. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this week we did listen, watch, we listened to <laughs> the movie. We watched the second movie in the Maze Runner trilogy. Yay. The Scorch <laughs> Trials. An inaccurate title, if e'er there was one. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but before we get to that, does anyone have any honorable mentions this week? Oh, Month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I watched, I've been watching, um, Good Trouble, which is a TV show that's like a spinoff to The Fosters, but I never watched The Fosters, I just watched this one. And, um, yeah, but, um, the two girls go to LA and one becomes a lawyer and the other one works in IT and it's all very, like, social justice minded. And, like, she's on a big case about a black guy killed by the police. And um, so it's just really an interesting show, and I would recommend. Okay. Um, I remember my sister watching, I think it was The Fosters, but it was, like, if it's the same show, it was a little bit, was weird. There was, like, a plot line about the adopted girl and the adopted they weren't adopted they were foster kids and the boy having relations yeah of a romantic I, sort that sounds i watched the familiar. first season of the fosters and that did indeed happen so that that is the show i'm thinking of okay yes. this is an interesting spin-off then but okay you do you i feel like it's been a month right like i feel like i should have watched something in that time new or different uh, raya we did watch raya on the last dragon um, a friend of ours bought it on Disney Plus, and we share a Disney Plus, so we decided to watch it also. Now, <laughs> I am white, <laughs> so I only know so many things. I'm not going to say anything at all about any sort of representation for it, because I just don't know. I don't think it did anything outwardly racist, but I don't know. Um, I know it. I know that it is true that Dragons are more associated with water in Chinese myth. Um, so they did that one. <laughs> um, Other than that, it's very pretty. It's it's very it's it's a gorgeous movie to like look at with your eyes. The story is kind of nothing. IMO. Mm-hmm. Like they want it to be this big dramatic fa- high fantasy story. Disney really wants to do high fantasy stories. Problem being, they want to do it in this like crunched down kids medium that we can do in an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of story you gotta do to like set up a whole fantasy world in an hour and a half and i don't think they do it well Hmm. generally they're like (laughs) they literally the opening is like raya as like a teenager young adult 
on her like friend, the roly poly bug. Um, <laughs> he's a he- what is he? He's not not a hedgehog. I don't know what an he armadillo is because he's, he gets absolutely huge. He's a fantasy armadillo, sure. <laughs> a very large one. And she's like rolling through this Mad Max Fury Road desert on the back of this <laughs> armadillo, um, and he's rolling because he's an armadillo. You see, and she's like. I bet you're wondering how we got here. I were like, no, she's like, I know what you're thinking. How did we get here? Or something like that. Like the opening line is, I know what you're thinking. And I'm like, I'm not thinking anything yet. The movie just started. <laughs> um, and then we get a whole flashback to her as a youth with yet another queer coded bad guy from Disney. <laughs> um, and we want to, you know, have unity, but we can't have unity because people suck. Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, an opening line of, like, you know, because everyone wants the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this 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 event should have been a chance for, um, like, should have been an event that brought people together and united them. But people being people yeah. fought over the MacGuffin instead. And I'm like, there is something really disingenuous about... And I know that, like, there is a disconnect between the mega corporation of Disney and the creators who worked on the ground floor on Raya, right? And I'm sure there are some people who worked on Raya who, like, worked on it with all the love in their heart and passion and really wanted it to be something. But there is just something really disingenuous about a movie from Disney being, like... People suck. People suck, and if we all just came together and had hope, (laughs) everything would be fine. And I'm like... And your heart grew three sizes that day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, there's that weirdness. But it's a really pretty movie. So, like, (laughs) there's that. Um, I'll be interested... What's the name of that girl's YouTube channel that we've been watching? I can't tell you. I don't know because I don't know how to pronounce it's her name. It's her name. Uh, there's a... She had a viral video about the... I'm looking it up right now, her YouTube channel, um, about uh, the representation in Mulan. I know. She's I, a... She grew up in China. She lives in Canada now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can see her name in my head, but because... Uh, I'm going to... Whoops. I don't know I'm going, how to say it. I'm going to spell it because... I also don't know how to say it, and she doesn't intro her videos with her name. <laughs> um, it's X I R A N space J A Y space Zhao Z H A O. Which I know how to say because that one is in Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she does a lot of like she's been doing videos for like six months, and she does a lot of like cultural analysis of movies and shows that use. Um, Chinese mythos. Love it. Um, they're all really cool, and she does a good job as far as mm-hmm. I am aware. I hope she does one on Raya. Um, but that's me promoting an actual Chinese person who will hopefully talk about this movie in the future. But she's got one on Mulan 2020 and Mulan 1999, 93. The Mulan that came out in the 90s. Um, <laughs> 96? I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely after 1995. Okay, <laughs> that one, and then she did a couple on like the uh, the first two books of Avatar, um, and uh, yeah, and one on that over the moon Netflix movie that came out. But yeah, we watched Raya. <laughs> Isn't Kelly Marie Tran in that? Like, she is Raya. Is she? Raya? And honestly, okay. yeah, like you know what? Good for her. <laughs> Get that yeah. Disney money. <laughs> Milk it for all it's worth, my girl. Um, you deserve it, girl. Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran is Raya. Um, 
the only person I knew of. <laughs> I know the uh, the girl who voices... Rival? I wait, no, I already oh, can't the... remember the dragon's name. <laughs> Sisu. Oh, I, I, keep, I always want to say Sirsha, which is an, an Irish, Irish name. name. <laughs> um, Sisu is voiced by... I think her name is Aquafina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I know... She was um, in The I Oceans. The Ocean She was in what? Oh, oh, <laughs> she was in the ocean. She was where? <laughs> she went swimming. Okay, but okay. I'm sorry. Was she? There's only. I'm trying. Okay, it's been so long since I've seen Oceans Eight. She, there's only one Chinese person in that, right? Yeah. The okay. So one. she's. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, she's in it as the dragon one. Um, oh, the dragon. I'm not the first person to point out that the dragon does look a little weird. I don't think the dragon would look quite so weird if it wasn't such like a hyper-realistic, pretty style of animation. It doesn't even bother me that it's fuzzy. It's really the face. (laughs) Doesn't she kind of have like human teeth? She does kind of almost have human teeth. I don't know why Disney does this with their animals. I know. And it doesn't, it's not so weird on some animals, yeah. but on other animals, it's real weird. Like a dragon. <laughs> like a dragon. Um, and she has like eyeliner practically and like black eyebrows. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just like fluffed up the fur around the eyebrows. <laughs> because mean, it's, you want the animal to have eyebrows because we get a lot of emotional expression from our eyebrows and our like eyes yes, in general. Yes, that's why they draw them so big. That's, right. Which, sure. <laughs> um... But yeah, but like instead they just do like these like pencil brows, like, you know, your ancient grandmothers who, who do their pencil brows. It's almost the makeup. The makeup doesn't even bother me because they do they do, do that with like everything. But just like, like, like yeah, her yeah. facial structure. It's more human than animal. <laughs> to the point of looking weird. And it really like it doesn't bother me that she has eyebrows. It bothers me like or the makeup doesn't bother me. It's the pencil thin eyebrows. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but regardless, <laughs> Rhea. It's pretty. <laughs> Don't look at the dragon too closely. Um, movies, stories, fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyway. But this week, we watched uh, The Maze Runner, colon, The Scorch Trials, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would be correct. I, I wasn't sure if it's actually The Maze Runner, colon, The Scorch Trials, or I mean, I guess The Scorch Trials. It kind of is, but you, like, Does on anyone... the book, I think it just says the scorch trials but like diana do you have the imdb pulled up i can if you were not prepared um yeah because i believe it's your turn to read names okay i will prompt and my turn to plot synopsis. okay okay so i have got some things up all right so just do like the director the screenwriter and so you know should like the first and like a handful of the boys names Okay. There's less of them this time. Are there? <laughs> there are and there aren't. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. We got rid of some and got like, some more. There's less, but mostly there's less of the unnamed voice. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so directed by Wes Ball, who I believe also directed the first one. Yep. Um, writing credits to T.S. Nowlin. Um, and then James Dashner, who wrote the book. Too. Um, actors Dylan O'Brien as Thomas, Ki Hong Lee as mm-hmm. Minho, 
Kaya Scodelario as Teresa, Thomas Brody Sangster as Newt, and I think that's good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that about covers. Did you want anyone else? I mean, did we read Mino's name? Yeah. Because Mino's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Mino. <laughs> I like him too. <laughs> so, this movie. <laughs> Again, a lot happens and nothing happens. So effectively, <sighs> picks up where we left off. Um, what's the actual name of the character who picks them up? What? Jansen. Jansen, oh, thank you. yeah. So... I mean, he didn't pick them up. He was just there when yeah, they arrived. Sure, sure. They are, you know, the helicopter takes the boys to location um, where they are met with Jansen, a.k.a. Littlefinger, who has the worst yes. friggin' accent. Um, I don't know. I almost feel like Teresa's is worse. Teresa's doesn't catch my attention as much. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because we already watched Pirates and she did one there, and so I just don't know Maybe. or what. But he has the worst American accent. I'm just. I had I, to ask. I was like, is he supposed to be doing an American accent? I don't <laughs> understand. Like, listen, I love all these actors that are. They all do a good job. <laughs> but, good job <laughs> for what they're given. <laughs> but um. Why do we pick so many British actors to play American boys? Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't bother me, like, too much. No, it doesn't like, necessarily bother it me is all weird, the time. Because, like, Thomas Brody Sangster, who plays Newt, is really good at it. But the rest of them are kind of meh. weird, the ones that have really bad accents. I'm like, they just want it. Like, with Littlefinger, I get it. Because, like, what was this? We said this movie came out in 2015. Something right, like Yeah, that. it was 2015 because we looked it up. For because The Last of Us came out in 2013, and we will get to that analysis. But um, 2015 was like height of Game of Thrones popularity. We know mm-hmm. why they wanted Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that one. It is a little weird with some of the boys. I kind of feel like they probably just didn't care. Probably not. <laughs> um, Nobody but... cared about this movie, so. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would appear to be the case. But yeah. Jansen greets them and is like, you're safe now. And then all the boys get, quote, like... Vaccinated. Vaccinated, for lack of a better term. (laughs) They get, like, a dose of, like, whatever, vitamins and minerals or something. Teresa gets separated from the rest of the boys. Thomas gets questioned by Jansen to figure out, quote, whose side he's on. Um, he says he's on the side of his friends. Um, uh... They keep meeting in the cafeteria. There were other mazes, didn't you know, with other kids. And, uh, oh my gosh. Um, and then, so, sorry. So they were all being grouped together now. And then every day, Jansen reads off like 10 names of kids who are going to get to move on to greener pastures and go live in some nice farm up north. Cross, Cross the, the rainbow, rainbow bridge, bridge. like <laughs> which they don't say, but they use every other uh, pet death pet death analogy, <laughs> like um, they really do. And that. Thomas is like, "This is sketch," and I'm like, "Slow clap, slow clap," and everyone else is like, "It's fine." Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't and then we'll, I guess we can talk about that later. Yeah, and then the heiress. Mm-hmm. Is like, hey, you seem like people might believe you. I'm going to show you my secret route through the tunnel. Not the tunnel. The air vents. The air vents and show you what's actually going on. And after some time, through a series of events, Thomas does get into the back, sees that they're harvesting um, these kids' enzymes? I think so. 
I don't know if they know they're harvesting enzymes, but they're harvesting something from these kids. And then they see Dr. Ava Page on a video chat with Jansen, and they're like, shit, Wicked's here. Um, dun, dun, dun. And she's not dead. And so Thomas goes back, much yelling occurs, barricading of doors. Um, all the boys break out. They get Teresa back. Nino is the most competent among them, which is a low uh, yes. bar, but he surpasses it. Um, they all escape um, into the Scorch, which is what the whole world is now, apparently just mostly desert. <laughs> it is that specific place, though. Very Mad Max. Oh, is it? Yes. Good to know. This specific location is called the Scorch. <laughs> they escape out into the desert at night. And Jansen's like, you won't last five minutes against the cranks. Um, which is a terrible name. And I don't even get where it's derived from. But oh well. You won't last a night in the maze. You won't last a night in the scorch. Uh-huh. Watch them. And it's then because they... They do. It's because they all skip their breakfast. So they're super moody. So they call them the cranks. They call them, oh my God. <laughs> um, they end up... Okay, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit because these we always take way too long with these plot synopses. They travel through desert. They travel through the desert. They encounter cranks. They lose a boy to the cranks because apparently it can be whatever this disease is can be transferred through being clawed. And apparently not all the boys are immune, <laughs> but some of them are. Mm, shrug. <laughs> Most of them are. And apparently that is addressed better in the books, according to Eliza, but is not addressed at all here, just apparently some of them aren't immune after all. So they cross the desert. They encounter Jorge and Brenda. I don't know why you hate that name so much. Brenda is a bad name. (laughs) She's a teenager. It's a terrible name. She's a teenager. And again, I don't know, when you say them together, Brenda and Jorge, it's just not good. And I feel like I'm saying Jorge really terribly, am I? You just made, you gave me a look and I wasn't sure if it's the way I'm saying Jorge or if you just don't like that bitch about Brenda. Of all names to pick a fight with you over, that's not it. (laughs) I'll Um, give you a five out of ten white girls for saying Jorge. (laughs) Jorge. We have a story. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Okay. Um, but yeah, they encounter them. Someone in their, like, commune is with Wicked and contacts them. Wicked shows up. Brenda and Thomas get separated from the group. They also do some travel through some underground tunnels and encounter more cranks who are further along. And Thomas saves Brenda from a a ridiculous drop. (laughs) Right. At some point, Brenda gets bitten, but we don't find that out for a little while longer. They travel to the Hotel California... (laughs) <laughs> um, that's actually a bad reference to make here. It just reminded me of the scene in Percy Jackson where they all go to the casino, the Lotus Casino mm, or something. Mm-hmm. And that one always strikes me as very Hotel California. That's what I think of whenever I hear the song because of the age I am. But anyway. I mean, they are in former California because you see the San Francisco Bridge. Is that the, I don't think that's I the don't game think bridge. it is. I think it's the oh, Brooklyn Bridge. That- Oh, no. I fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I know. it is a suspension bridge, yes. Yeah, but I don't think it's the Golden Gate. I also had that thought, though, so don't feel bad. And then I went, wait, no, that's not the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't remember why I knew where I'd tell you. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, the other coast. 
Yeah. Okay. The East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. <laughs> Got it. Sarah. Got it in yeah. one. You're bad with directions. I am bad with directions. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Brenda gets bit. They go to their, um, because they're trying to find the right arm. Um, <laughs> that's my left arm I just raised. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm bad with directions. It's your right arm. Can't see you. It's your right arm to Uh. me. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Um. So in their pursuit of the right arm, they have to first encounter Marcus, who will tell them where it is. Marcus, played by Alan Tudyk. Yes. Um. Brenda is someone, but I can't remember what it was. I looked her up. Um. But I don't remember. I don't think I've seen her. Or maybe I just thought she was, and I looked her up, and I couldn't find anything. But anyway. Um, they have, they just have a lot of names in this movie that kind of surprised me, but. That's where most of their budget went. Apparently. <laughs> it didn't go to the CG because the CG for all the monsters is not great. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that as well. But, okay, Alan Tudyk drugs the kids, Hotel California reference. Um, but then, don't worry, the rest of their friends show up and they're all united and they go find the right arm. Missande is also here. Um... Finally, it is revealed that Thomas, the reason Thomas got put in the maze was because he is the one who gave the right arm the information about where to find the mazes and how to break the kids out. Um, the, um, and this is when it is revealed that Brenda got bit and Thomas can donate blood to her or something. They can use Thomas's blood to make a vaccine, or not a vaccine, to make a treatment. It's not a cure, it's a treatment. So to buy Brenda more time. Um, they're all sitting around, but Brenda cannot come with us to the promised land. But all the boys are sitting around talking about how, gosh, wouldn't it be great if Albie and Chuck and Winston could see this and Eris is a good kid. And now I'm going to go talk to Teresa. And Teresa's like, let me tell you my tragic backstory. <laughs> um, my mom died of this disease. I watched her, you know pick her eyes out or whatever so she didn't see the visions anymore um you know i'm telling you this so you don't judge me too harshly wicked is good and then wicked shows up and they they sure do care about people but they do drop some bombs (laughs) which honestly caught my attention most because they drop these bombs and then they come out and start shooting shooting like taser guns at people and i'm like you already okay (laughs) all they care about is the kids Apparently. Um, a fight ensues. Thomas could run, but he doesn't because he's tired of running. Um, he gets his hands on a grenade or a bomb or something and is like, I'll do it. And they're like, and kill your friends as well. And their friends are like, fucking do it. Um, and then Brenda and Jorge show up with an artillery rifle, I think. And mm-hmm. gun on back of, <laughs> on back of truck. I don't know gun. Um... I think artillery, anyway. I think these are just general it's, terms that I smush together. But point being, they show up with a gun. Gets the point across. The tide changes. <laughs> the tide of war changes. Um, Wicked escapes with only Mino, um, because earlier he said he didn't want to end up like that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's him <laughs> who ends up like that. No, he and didn't, then... didn't want to end up infected. Oh, okay. But they hadn't seen the infected then. I don't think that's correct, but we'll get into it in a minute. This is not the time for discrepancy. Um, okay, um, so, oh, I lost my train of thought. Wicked gets away with Mino, 
Um, and the rest of the kids are like, well, I guess we gotta go find somewhere to rebuild with the few members of the right arm who remain. And Thomas is like, I'm not going. I'm going back for Mino. And Newt's like, that's suicide. I would be going too. I knew him longer than you did. But that's stupid. Why would we do that? And then Thomas is like, I'm doing it. I made him a promise or whatever. And they all end up agreeing with Thomas because he's a very special boy. <laughs> okay, no, you're probably right then. I don't know. I was like, I don't remember when they had this conversation. Also, I don't... It was in the mall right before they find remember, out the prince, but... I don't think he ever saw it unless he was just... Unless, you know, Thomas told him everything. I don't think he ever actually saw what they were doing. Well, I think, yeah, Thomas told them about it. And I think Mino asked him a couple questions about it. And then was like, I don't want to end up like that. I guess. But regardless. (laughs) Don't want to die. Don't want to die. And so they all agree that they're going to go back and get Mino. And then the movie ends. (laughs) (laughs) Let me start with reason number one why this movie is bad. And this is probably the biggest overarching thing. Are we sure? Wait, hold on. Or or, are we thinking of the same... I would have no way of knowing that. I guess that's I'm going to tell you the thing, and then you can tell me if it's the same thing you're thinking of. Okay. Um, <laughs> the end of the first movie, they're like, we're moving on to phase two, the Scorch Trials, which would imply that this was all planned, right? Or that there was some trial that should have been endured. There is no trial. <laughs> there is no trial. I mean, okay, you could argue that there is a trial of sorts but it's not like a formal wicked set up a trial in the scorch yeah i guess to be had yeah what you yeah what you did say is correct and then i guess to add on to that um there was a trial in the book (laughs) this whole movie is different than the book the whole thing (laughs) the whole thing the whole thing the whole book two was a trial and then they it's like they took the movie and we're like we're just not going to do the trial. What if we did something else? <laughs> we think what happened. Here is our theory. Because we did talk about this some. Um, you know what came out in 2013? About two years before this movie? The Hunger Games? Which is about when, uh, when production on this movie probably would have started in some vague term. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Ow. You know, people sure do seem to like survival horror. I don't think you've had much, much The Last of Us exposure, have you? No, I don't know anything. I know it has lesbians. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, now it has lesbians. And also, now it doesn't have lesbians. <laughs> Spoilers for The Last of Us 2. No. no one, no, death does not occur. <laughs> they just, it's, just it, it's a bad ending. Happen. It's just, you know, there's no good ending because everything sucks since the apocalypse and fuck you. But The Last of Us 2 is a controversial one, and we're not getting into that now. Don't be a dick to peep voice actors on the internet. I don't care what you think of the game. Anyway, Zombie Apocalypse. Zombie Apocalypse survival horror game. The monsters in this bear remarkable similarity to the monsters in The Last of Us. Yeah, I had to... So right Annie and I watched it together. Mm-hmm. I had to warn her about it you are not the biggest horror movie person I so i was like jump scares i was like uh, fair warning this movie is uh the monsters who have the flare are a lot like um the infected the, the yeah the infected the clickers that's clickers. what they're called 
Well, they're kind of, they really do, like, the... They do kind of have the, the varying zombies, stages. The zombies, they do kind of span the varying stages of The Last of Us. You have the runners. Right down to, like, at one point, the monster, like, peels himself off the wall to come after mm-hmm. Brenda and Thomas. That happens in The Last of Us. I can't remember the exact moment that yeah, it happens. Yeah, like, that same part is, like, look at all the spores for some reason. Yeah, that's... I don't know where those came from, but okay. I don't know why we have spores in dark places from a solar flare. <laughs> sure. Sure. That makes no sense. It doesn't. <laughs> um, also, like, I don't know. I kept expecting them to have a light sensitivity, which, like, they don't because, um... They're not zombies. Because they're not zombies. They're sun monsters, so it wouldn't make sense for them to have a light sensitivity. Also, they're not supposed to be monsters. Yeah, tell us what they're supposed to be like. I'm, okay. So, yeah, in the movie, they are basically zombies, but what they are really supposed to be like is just people who have gone absolutely crazy. They're not like, again, it's they're like not like zombies. They're still people. They're just losing their mind. That, that story Teresa tells at the end about her mother. That uh-huh. is a good... Uh, that's a good story. Like, that's accurate. She was just losing her shit. And then, you know, she picks her eyes out and then is still totally sane. But well, not totally sane. Totally sane. Totally, what's the, lucid. But she's still a person. Yeah, she's like, everything's fine now, is what Teresa said she said. Um, which is just, so that's a choice. And bad for adaptation. And arguably makes this movie bad as a sequel, because again... At the end of the first one, they're like, and now we enter the Scorch Trials. And then there's no Scorch Trials. To be had. <laughs> but that is not, I think, even if you ignore that, this movie isn't good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we're just talking a lot say, about in the context of the- I didn't say that would fix it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just like, let's not just pretend this is an adaptation analysis podcast. Like, Although, if we wanted to branch into that, we could talk. Also, like, <laughs> listen, as much as I love all of the books, I think the second book in most series is the worst. Yeah, that's fair. I think you might be right. I don't know why. Like, I don't get... I mean, I guess I do know why that is. It's because the first one is the introduction, and the third one is the climactic ending, which makes the second one sometimes feel like filler, and how do you give a climactic ending to the second book in a series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess that would be why. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think I mentioned this in the first, the Maze Runner episode we recorded. The adaptation just gets worse. Because obviously, Minnow getting taken by Wicked does not happen, so... Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) You may have mentioned that to me, but I did forget. (laughs) So the entire premise for movie three did not happen. But didn't you say that finding the right arm is all of book three? Yeah. So they had to do something to make a movie three? Yeah, Um, yeah, I guess you're right. They kind of like... They had to do something. ...moved up the story... If oh. they threw out the trial, and, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> which like I don't know, I don't know that I would have like liked it more if it stuck to the book. A second trial, yeah. yeah would, I guess it would have been like it's the same thing. Is yeah, it's the same thing, but second time. <laughs> um, but it, I don't know. But anyway, Wicked is good. But the Hunger Games. Why did they name themselves Wicked? Did we discuss this in the first movie? It we- stands for. Uh, world in catastrophe kill zone experiment department. We talked about it, but we talked about it. It's bad. 
<laughs> it's a bad acronym. Don't name yourself that. World wicked is in good. catastrophe department is enough. Okay, even. but like that's still wicked. I know, but don't put ex- kill zone experiment oh, okay. in your name. <laughs> hey, don't put kill zone in your like if once you get to kill zone we've reached a problem. Um, but uh just especially like in we talked about this a little a minute ago. Okay, hang on. Let's talk about this movie as a movie. So, okay. this movie does introduce some women, but also, no, it does not. Um, uh, there's some girls in the background of some spots. Uh, we do get a line about Eris. You're gonna have to give me so much patience on saying Eris anytime I have to. <laughs> I've never played Final Fantasy VII, but... <laughs> There's a character, in, but I've, I've had more exposure to that than the Maze Runner. And there is a character in Final Fantasy VII named Aerith. And that's what I try to say every time I say Aeris. Oh. Um, Aeris is the um, Greek goddess of like chaos and shit. And I thought that there was going to be some connection there. And there wasn't. I don't think it's spelled the same, but I'm not 100% sure. It's not sure. spelled the same. Okay. I mean, that would have been interesting. But, um... Oh, I just thought of, since continuing with the theme that they're named after scientists, I think it's supposed to be Aristotle. Oh. Oh, I hate that, but okay. I just don't like that, like, um, that that is like a shortening of Aristotle. Well, I mean, if you, yeah, if you think about it that way, it's not good, but I I don't dislike the name Aristotle. I don't hate it, I guess, but I just can't say it was all I was getting at. I know. Was Aristotle... A scientist? No, I think he was more of a philosopher. Well, but... right. I do know that there was some overlap in, like, Greek, Greece and their philosophy, but okay. Um, more of a philosopher. Um, but anyway. Uh. Eris. Eris. Being, I assume you're gonna mention Eris being in the they're like, group. Yeah, they're like, Eris was apparently the only boy in a maze full of girls. Some guys get all the luck, and I'm like, fucking shut your mouth. <laughs> Oh, I missed that whole line. I hate that. There's that. and that you, they do, you didn't have to. They do, like, there's not a ton of that in the movie, but they do it every once in a while just to remind you that these are boys <laughs> and those are girls. Because later on, too, they do, like, uh, Teresa's, like, changing her shirt, which she doesn't have yeah, to Yeah, I was going to bring yeah, that up. I think she was wearing a tank top, and they are in the desert. So, like, I guess you didn't have to take it off, but... You didn't have to take it off on screen. Like, what do you... Mm-hmm. She's, like, changing or whatever. I know, like... she was putting new clothes on, but I'm like, you didn't have to take your tank top off. You could have just put on whatever sweater over it. Or, like, right. Or regardless, we didn't have to see her change clothes. But anyway, and then yeah. Fry Pan, unfortunate name. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be a nickname, but I'm unsure. I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> I hope his giving Christian name isn't Fry Pan. Here you go, ma'am, your newborn son. I shall name him Fry Pan. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, um, regardless of whether or not it's a nickname, it's not great that no. your last remaining black <laughs> character is named yeah. Frypan. No. But anyway, um, my point being, he's, like, ogling her and Newt's, like, eyes front, which, like, thinks, I <laughs> guess, The only Newt. gentleman that exists. But we don't have to do this. <laughs> we get it. She's the only girl one. We understand. <laughs> And then later on, too, out of nowhere, Brenda hits on Thomas, because he's a very special boy. (laughs) 
I'm like, are you talking about the party? Yeah. I mean, they're getting she they're, was they are drugs. Intoxicated. I don't care. <laughs> Have you ever been, been on drugs? I've not been on drugs. Then I feel like you can't talk. <laughs> I'm not saying you've not been on drugs either. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I've defending or agreeing with it. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's no chance when intoxicated you might hit on someone you would not normally hit on. I'm saying this is a movie, <laughs> and we did not need the only other girl character who's with us for most of the movie hitting on Thomas. No, and I it get, doesn't go anywhere. I get what you're saying the only reason I, I like I'm not again I'm not defending or agreeing with it but the only reason I do say anything is because it did it was written like that in the book that's but, still bad I know I'm okay. not saying it's okay but I'm like <laughs> it's it just didn't come from it's nowhere it's one of those things that's like it's not that like the world's gonna end this is the most sexist portrayal I've ever seen in my life <laughs> but it's one of those little things movies really like to do where it's like this, mm-hmm. like be, a girl meets boy, you know, mm-hmm. skater boy paradox, like or fallacy. Sorry, where like she's a boy, girl, she's a boy, he's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Right. And so, because they are the opposite genders, naturally they will at some point kiss. And it's like you don't have to do it. It's one of those little things movies do, books do, media does that I'm like, we can stop. Yeah, I at any that. point. I feel, the, I feel like. <laughs> The only trope that it doesn't hit is the love triangle, which I am, one, I can happily say. Yeah, yeah. Because you saw you met Brenda and you were like, you. I think you asked me, I, does I it become it a thing? And I was like, I'm gladly I can say no. I really did think it was gonna become a Teresa or Brenda. At which point, hey, point of them. At which point, if you're gonna pick, pick Brenda because Teresa apparently has no sense of ethics, and you guys clearly have. Differing of differing morals morals to the point of like absurdity. Like, why are you even still into her? (laughs) He's still into her at the end of movie, and I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) Like, this wasn't a movie. It was three tropes in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's also like it's a again. It's a movie where a lot happens and yet nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Um, because like. I tried to do that plot synopsis quickly, but a lot happens and nothing happens. Um, they end up no better off than they were at the beginning. <laughs> and it's not even just that, because, like, you could kind of expect that from second movie and series, right? It's that, and then it's, like, just nothing happens. We don't really, like, we technically learn things, but, like, there are things we already knew, right? Like, Wicked is bad, Teresa's kind of sketch... We knew these things. Um, there's no more, like, they don't introduce any new mystery or solution to it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, so at the start of the movie, I don't really have any questions, right? The way they wrapped up the last one. The last one, the, the thing is, the question is, why are they in this maze? And how do we get out? And then they get out. And they find out why they're in the maze. It's because of this solar flare situation. So at the start of the... And and they're immune, or supposed to be. And then at the start of this movie, it's like, I have no other questions. I don't, like, I already know everything I need to know about Wicked. Even if there's more they could tell us. I don't care. I know Wicked is not a good corporation already. And I know what they're trying to accomplish. 
I also already know that this group the boys are with is a part of Wicked. Because at the end of the last one, they're like, the boys believe they are safe. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I was wrong. I think I stated that there was no epilogue in the book. There mm-hmm. is, actually. But we don't know who Ava Page is until... She's we don't, the Chancellor don't, of Denver. We don't Denver. actually meet her until the third... She's the uh, chancellor. But, but yeah, she's the chancellor, apparently. Of Denver. I, th- I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like Denver, Colorado? Yeah. yeah. The chancellor. You know that they have. <laughs> it's the apartment. Which I feel like a little bit might, I feel like that's a little bit better because we're all, we're like, where did they get the funding? Well, if she runs the government. She does. Um, yeah. That would make sense, but in the movies, it's obviously not, but. Sir, I would like to play, pay for this helicopter with one city budget, please. <laughs> I would like to build a death maze with the city budget that I have access to. This is a good use of your tax money. <laughs> what is the meme where they like, stop spending so much on war? No, my family will oh, die. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, someone help me budget this. Stop spending so much on kill zone mazes. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, <laughs> but regardless. Also, apparently things went to shit real fast. There is not a lot of time, apparently, between the end of, or between when the solar flare happened and... When book happens, when, what was the time difference again? Do you remember? It was only a couple days. Wait. Wait, what? Oh, are you talking? Oh, okay. OG solar flare. Yeah, sorry. OG solar flare to where we are presently. Yeah. Um, about 14 years. So, like. Oh, okay. And this is reinforced by the books. There was not enough time for an immunity to develop. Some of these kids would have been born already. Yeah, it does. Obviously, I could understand, like, Chuck was a young boy. He, I could, he was most likely born after. I could understand how there are people born after. But most of these kids apparently just already had an immunity. And they do, like, show in the books, they do show adults that have immunity already. And I'm like... The, Why are how one listen, how two? I'm immune to the sun before it became a problem. <laughs> but like, also, like, I'm not a geneticist, right? I am not a scientist. The one thing I know from like seventh grade genetics unit is that it takes time for evolution to occur and immunities to things to develop. I mean, not necessarily. It depends. If we're talking about, a, like, a total immunity, yeah, that's going to take a while. But, like, um, things like, I guess I can refer to our current pandemic. Uh, <laughs> um, Yay! People, the end times! Moms who got COVID while pregnant, I'm pretty sure, don't fact, don't, don't my word you. for it. Fact Their check your shit. babies were born with COVID antibodies. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Is the solar flare hit all these babies in the mm-hmm. womb and then they got solar flare immunity. And that's science. <laughs> that's science. Um, but like Thomas and Teresa, apparently, according to books, were born before the flare happened. 
I mean, one, just for time, like, the way math works. <laughs> the way math works. That's obvious. <laughs> I'm but, not familiar with math. But <laughs> <laughs> I know about genetics, though. <laughs> but, yeah, the, like, the, the math of that, yeah, these kids are not old enough, or young, young enough, enough to be born after the flare happened. But, uh, yeah, the first, the first, uh, prequel book, uh, those characters find a little girl who appears to be immune, uh, and I think we are supposed to believe that that's Teresa. Anyway, we should really probably talk more about the movie. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the books. (laughs) We did, I think, a little bit of that last time too, but not as bad. I had a lot of feelings about the first movie. I have less about this movie. Same. Because it's like, the first movie was bad. This movie's also bad, but, like, it's not worse. They don't introduce really any new concepts that I think are worse. It's just boring. Like, it's just boring and it's long. And, I don't, like, they do a lot of traveling in a short period of time. Like, they travel all the way to... Meteor got struck by lightning. Yeah. That just happened and nothing came of it. That just occurred to me while we were talking. This lightning storm happens in the middle of the desert, which... I say that and it sounds like I'm being skeptical of it. I'm not. I was like, no, that happens. Yeah, no, it does. And it's very scary because there's nothing to, the lightning's going to hit the ground. Um, and, uh, but Meteor did get struck by lightning and nothing, that that was just a thing that happened. Yeah. And then they're in that room. They walk into a room after that and they're in that room for a long minute before they realize there's a bunch of runners chained up. Yeah. (laughs) And like, okay. Yeah. And she's like, there are guard dogs. (laughs) Is that a little fucked up? I think that's a little fucked that's, up. Uh, I think that's a lot of fucked up. <laughs> I think the way this movie depicts them as not, <laughs> kind of not being people anymore. Right. It doesn't bother me so much. I don't know, man. I still think it's not great because they were people at one point. You really should probably just put them down. Like, I would be, or something. I'd be more freaked out if they were still people-like, but I'm still adequately yeah. freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, no, I'm like, I remember the couple times, like, when you were giving the plot synopsis that I was like, yes, I have a thing to say about this. No, I don't remember any of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm capping the, recapping the movie in my head. <laughs> we knew nothing good was gonna come of Winston, because I did not know him yeah. when the movie started. They introduced a new boy. And I was like, you're not going to last very long, are you? I mean, no, and he exactly didn't. New. He was just went from secondary to primary. There was no kid named Winston, and there was no mention of a Winston in the first movie. Yes, there was. I do not believe you. Okay. <laughs> we'll check it later. You can find the clip and show me. I do not believe they name a Winston in the first movie. Maybe he's in the book. No. I mean, yes. But... <laughs> yeah, yes, but no. <laughs> anyway, so they're like, Winston's here now. And I was like... <laughs> and then lo and oh, behold. Oh, Winston, we barely knew ya. <laughs> and then Winston does, of course, die. That doesn't make any sense either. And again, we're not talking about the books now. They don't know how this virus disease works in these movies. They have no idea. They're just like, let's do some scary imagery. People like zombies. Let's do that one. He doesn't even get bitten. He gets, like, clawed. So how then is this disease transmitted? I'm just telling myself that he got bit somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe. I suppose it's possible. But doesn't he like... That's another... I might like, misremember. Doesn't he like pull up his shirt to show like the... Yeah. The, oh, the scratch like, marks? Yeah. 
So how can, okay, are, is there a type of disease that can be transmitted that way? I mean, if we're talking about, like, the only, the closest thing I can compare would be, like, the ones that, like, your blood is infected. Okay. So, like... So if they had, like, their blood on their hands, which so they're like, crazy, so maybe... Hepatitis C and, had, like, HIV and okay, stuff. Okay, then if he had scratched at him... It also, like, okay, and we talked about, again, not to get into what the case is in the books. Yeah, but like, I was gonna mention, like, being bitten, that's another zombie thing that we added. It doesn't make sense to me that a disease, first of all, it doesn't make sense to me that a virus like this would be caused by the sun or a solar flare anyway. Like, a virus in the traditional sense. I mean, I guess, like, skin cancer is kind of perpetuated by the sun, but that's not exactly the same thing. So, like, in any context, a disease, and I'm not saying it can't happen because I don't know shit about shit. The concept that a solar flare would cause a disease I honestly in the traditional don't sense. know what the books or the movies, well, I do, I guess, not the, not all the books, the first the main books. <laughs> I don't um, I don't quite know what they want you where they want you to believe it came from. Like if it's so, if they do want you to believe that it came from the solar flares, but spoiler it didn't. Apparently in the prequels it didn't. Which really honest to god feels like something that they maybe should have put in the primary books if that's like a whole thing, but what do I know? I'm not reading the books. Yeah. Um anyway, no, okay, but the idea that a virus like this came from the sun and a solar flare doesn't quite track to me a non-scientist person. No. And then, sense. too, the idea that a disease that was caused by the sun is then spread, is by... Then spread by contact. Yeah. It does not make sense. No. I mean, also doesn't it's make not sense. Ex- no, I get... The, the movie doesn't know. The no, movie does not know, know how this so is spread. I was going to say, it's not contact, but also I guess it kind of is. It is contact, because if you get bitten, you get it. But also there are spores well, underground, Well, sure, but you can apparently. be, like, contact... Like, and so it, it could be, like, any kind of contact. Mushrooms. Contact could also be, like, shaking your hand. True. I mean, like, again, like, he gets clawed. Yeah. And then Brenda gets bitten... And then also there are spores, but they didn't get infected by the that spores. That makes absolutely no sense. So I'm going to pretend they don't exist. <laughs> but they do. I miss that. Again, you did not play The Last of Us. I did play The Last of Us. Uh, so Eliza watched me play. recognizable. Um, but if you've seen that, you know when you walk into an area and there's all this like weird orange foggy spore shit. Oh shit, gotta put our gas masks on. Because in The Last of Us, the zombie apocalypse is caused by uh, mushrooms. Um, apparently based on a real mushroom, by the way, that infects the brains of like rats and makes them like nom on themselves and each mm-hmm. other. Zombifies them. Neat. They actually thought about it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but, and the idea in The Last of Us is that it adapted and was able to infect humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, sure. Um... It makes enough sense that you, you know, I'd buy it for a dollar, to quote <laughs> Diana. Um, but yeah, it makes ample sense. But so then, like, you know, you're, like, walking through all these underground caverns, and you'll walk into a spot, and it'll be like, oh, there's spores here, and there's, like, an air effect. I think it's orange, but now I can't remember. No idea. It, <laughs> fair. Um, and you have to, like, put on your gas mask. 
Oh, you're talking um, about The Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us. So yeah. they, you like put on your gas Yeah, mask. it is like yellow. So when you're walking around in... So, you know, they're walking around in these underground caverns. They walk into a new area and there's all these like orange spores. And I recognize them immediately as someone who's played The Last of Us 2. Or, well, The Last of Us 1 and I watched Last of Us 2. They're not as relevant in that one. I was thinking about when the gas mask breaks in The Last of Us 2, but anyway. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah. So instantly recognizable. <laughs> In, in that context, when they're underground and, and the one monster, no like, sense. peels himself off the wall. It doesn't make sense. And again, a monster peeling themselves off the wall happens exactly. Like, that's a scene from The Last of Us. It's, it's especially, like, one, like, sure, mushrooms do grow in dark, damp places. Uh-huh. What mushroom is coming from a solar flare? Right. It's Mus- dry AF. Mushrooms don't come from the sun. They don't, <laughs> mushrooms don't grow in the desert. Okay, I was nope. confused. <laughs> I mean, apparently someone was. And it's like, like, look, there are lots of books and movies that tell good stories that have, like, actual scientific fallacies, right? Nerds love to pick them apart on YouTube. Actually, it doesn't work that way, right? But there are, like, things that are borderline common knowledge that yeah. just kind of break your world. Yeah. <laughs> Like, for example, the sun caused mushroom spores. That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. does not. I guess while we're at that point also, then we want to talk about why the CG is so bad. CG's bad. Yeah. Um, again, it's most noticeable here on these monsters. Um, my knowledge of CG and special effects comes a lot from watching, like, special effects artist react videos. Um, where they do talk about, like, why certain special effects doesn't look right. In my amateur opinion, in this one, in this specific instance when they're underground in this cavern with all these mushroom monsters, I think it's a lighting issue. Like, the monsters look a little bit brighter than everything else. Mm -hmm. That's really all I have to say about it. They don't look great. (laughs) Which is weird, because otherwise they, like, made all the right choices of, like, let's put them in a dark underground space where you can't see them as well, so you can't, like, so the CG doesn't have to be as perfect. Again, I'm just like, they're... They just look so much like zombies. They do. Especially Circa The Last of Us. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to send you some pictures, Diana. Okay. Um, (laughs) So you can jump in on this and agree or disagree. Dramatic pause. (laughs) (laughs) This was definitely when one of the moments where I was like, there is uh, a jump scare coming. (laughs) (laughs) Be prepared. Mm -hmm. (sighs) This movie's bad. But, like, in a boring way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've again run into a movie that's bad in a boring way. I, yeah. I am actually... There are... In small ways, I'm disappointed in the ways that it's bad. Because, um... There are, like... Okay. So Thomas is a very special boy and it's annoying. But, like, the concept that Thomas saw what was happening in this organization and reached out to a revolutionary group to give them to, you know, be there, like, to become a double agent effectively to leak the information to them so that they could stop it all. And then he got thrown into the maze because of it. That's interesting, right? That's a compelling start to a story. And even, like, Teresa, I obviously don't agree with her and I think she's wrong, but the idea that she saw what happened to her mother and therefore is, like, any cost to keep this from happening to others, that's a... As opposed to, like, Galley, where I was like, I don't understand why you want to stay here. I don't get where your head's at. 
Teresa, I understand where her head's at, even though I don't like her. Yeah, she tells <laughs> you. does. Yeah, like, I don't like it, but I guess you did give me a good reason. Right, like, not a good enough reason to make her sympathetic, but a good enough reason that, like, this is now a compelling dynamic. I do understand you. And if you removed <laughs> the romance, which we never will, but if you did, and it was just, like, these two who were once friends, and maybe even a bit of lost love, if you must, um... And that was the dynamic we focused on. You know, I think we could have zeroed in on that kind of conflict. Because that's what these want to be about, right? Is the conflict that comes between, you know, the good of everyone versus the good of a few, right? Like, mm -hmm. is it worth killing, potentially sucking the life out of these young kids to get the enzyme to save everyone else? And that's the oh, that's conflict yeah. that these are trying to address. I, and that is a... Go on. I think that that could be more effective if they had made their big apocalypse event some sort of man-caused struggle. Because That's why I was texting you about it. Because if yeah. they had been like, oh, the older generation fucked up the planet and now they're going to sacrifice the young to make it better. What a concept. Then <laughs> we could have a decent moral conflict. And that's a really compelling narrative and strangely relevant to the modern day. <laughs> um, right, like, who's gonna... Who should bear the consequences of this, you know? Um, and, like, when you look at it that way, I think there are... Like, but the thing is, like, story... That story and stories like it have been told more effectively elsewhere. Yes. Um, so I think that's really the gist of it with this one is just that... There's nothing about this narrative that makes it special, mm -hmm. you know, or that makes it particularly compelling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really care about most of the characters. They didn't set them up well in the first one. They don't do anything additional to set them up in this one. The only reason I give a fuck about Mino is because most of these kids are idiots and Mino is okay. Mm -hmm. Mino is the most competent among them. Um, and, it, like, there's moments where I'm like... You are all clearly doing the best you can with what you have. Like, um, like again, I'll give you Newt. Newt does his best mm -hmm. with what he has. And um, when he, uh, I don't know, like, I like him at the end where he's like, listen, I knew Mino longer than you. I would go after him if there was any chance we could save him. But, you know, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, I'm on board. But Thomas is a very special boy. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um, I thought... Um... Newt had an interesting moment in the beginning-ish when Thomas okay. is like, shit is whack and we gotta check it out. And he's like, no. And um, he said, and he says like, we've got lots of food and a good bed and it's been a long time since we've had that. Some of us longer than others. And it made, and it kind of makes me think about like activism and privilege and stuff and how someone yeah. might say, how engaging in so changing the world requires a little bit of privilege because if you um, say, yeah. I'm not going to shop at Walmart because they treat their employees horrible. If you get poor, you're shopping at Walmart. Right. And then too, like, uh, even just something as simple as like, well, I believe in this cause. This cause is having some sort of rally or protest or event. I can't afford to miss work. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. So yeah, I mean, that's that's a compelling point too. And that's the thing. I feel like there are... Especially with YA books sometimes, but, like, people, like, there are stories, no one wants to be political. 
<laughs> so like a story like this, dystopian novels are inherently political. They have to be, yeah. The most iconic, like the OG political or dystopian novel is 1984. Which is heavily politically charged. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. And even, too, you move up to, like, the next one I can think of, A Brave New World, which is also heavily, like, a condemnation of society. And this wants to be just, like, a fun dystopian for the youths <laughs> to have. But, like, no, you can't have a dystopian without analyzing society <laughs> and what it means. Even, again, The Hunger Games does this to a degree. Like... Not as much as, like, 1984 and A Brave New World and the dystopian... I and mean, Fahrenheit 451, like, the dystopians that set out to do it. But it, like, it no Like, it, it's not trying to shy away from any, alleg like, allegories you might draw between, like, real life and this. And I, at least movie-wise... <laughs> Um, this doesn't do anything. It, again, reminds me of Bloodlines, that Star Wars book we read. Oh, yeah. Where Star Wars has some inherently political uh, icon iconography, and you cannot separate it from mm -hmm. that. But people sure do wanna, don't they? <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> they sure do. And, like, I don't know. Like... <sighs> It's always so vexing to see a story do that, where, like, certain stories are relevant because of their ties to, um, their ties to, like, society and what's going on in the world today. And then they, like, strip it away to, and try and pretend it's not there to make it more consumer-friendly, and it's so frustrating. Which is why the end of Star Wars was so frustrating, but anyway. <laughs> you reminded me of one of the... Uh, topics. This is how you remind me what I really <laughs> Go on. Uh, the, the, when Brenda gets sick, and I think her name is Mary. It's Mary, a, it's yes. Mary or Maria. The leader of the right arm is like, no, nah, there is, or the man that they meet at first is like, Oh, no, we gotta put her down. That's it. She yeah. can't come with us. He, like, us. pulls a gun on her. I know. It's like, she pulled you. slow down, okay? Well, I know. I understand that you're like, we can't let her in the Why camp. don't we just take her to a farm up north? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, like she, she is, calm down. Like, her, her <laughs> father figure is standing right next to her. If you think he's gonna let you just. Yeah. No. It's not gonna work. Um, but then Mary comes up and she's like, no, there is something we can do. And I'm like, oh, there is. Because you're a very special boy. <laughs> Which, yeah, one, why don't all, why can't all the kids do this? One, they, it they should be. Like... All the kids should be able to do this. And two, I know this is not a cure, it's a treatment, but still, why are we not mass producing this? Yeah. I mean, because... They do I know say, it requires like, to give blood, but it's better than running our kids to death. Because they're like, this enzyme can't... Especially, too, because, like, that does this thing with the first movie where now you're, like, t you're like running tests on these kids, apparently, to the point of killing them, and you are making this resource even more rare? That's what I'm saying. Like, why are we not just doing this, at least? Yeah. Instead of literally the running our kids to death. makes sense, you know, as much as it's, like, bad and probably shouldn't be done. It makes more sense. I assume the way they were doing Right, I assume that's what they're doing. Like, 
So, like, yeah, I guess yeah. if that's what they are doing with them, that makes sense. Yes. But it's, they From an evil corporation standpoint. <laughs> they don't uh, stay on it for long. They, yeah, like, why? It doesn't, because they're like, this enzyme cannot be reproduced. Are there enzymes in real life that we cannot reproduce? Is that legit? I have no idea. I... I'm asking our resident science nerd. Uh, thanks. I don't... You and I are useless literature nerds. <laughs> I think so. I don't think okay. so. I'm not, like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm already skeptical of this movie, but we can't produce this in a lab. Struck me as particularly convenient. You know, and I don't know that there's... Ex- and I will give it the maybe... Actually, no. Yeah, because it's, because it's, they it's in know blood, why. right? I was Can gonna I was gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say they don't know which enzyme it is, but they clearly do. Because right, she doesn't just like shoot blood into Brenda's bloodstream. It's like a no, it's like it, a like, vial like, of something blue, else. Right. It? Yeah, it's some blue vial of something. But like also, okay, I assume and this is a stupid question. Blood does not like there's no way we know to artificially reproduce blood outside of the body, right? Because when it's in your body, your body makes blood. Yeah. Yes. So, like, when you take it out of the body, obviously it doesn't keep doing that. But yeah. do we not know a way to do that artificially? I assume we don't oh, because like, we're still as doing science? like. science? Yeah. No, that's why because we don't. Because that's why we do like donate blood and stuff. Okay. Because I was just like, because I had that thought, like, can't they just. No, probably not. <laughs> But regardless, drawing blood, it would be, like, a rare resource still, but it would be It would be better, better than, than doing absolutely nothing. Which is what we're currently doing, and in theory, over time, people will continue to develop immunities. Granted, they're also, like, it's not a vaccine, it's just a treatment. It's not a cure, it's a treatment. Which also doesn't make sense, because that would be, that would basically be antibodies, which is what a vaccine is. Right, and maybe, I don't know, but... Like, a, a vaccine is not a cure. I guess it's not... Like, oh, my... Okay. This... Okay. I, I am running... My science brain is running now. That, that science bad. Uh, um, because they don't have antibodies. Because they were clearly just immune for some reason. So it is an enzyme and not antibodies. So I guess it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. But it's just a treatment. Can we make a vaccine out of enzymes? I don't know. I don't know that much. (laughs) You know more than me. You can tell me anything and I believe that you knew it at this point. I mean, you asked me how vaccines work yesterday. I I asked you if they had to go into your blood stream or if they... I got vaccinated for COVID. I got my first dose because I am an essential worker for the government. Um, Apparently. (laughs) Local county government. Go on. Apparently in New York, you can just go and get a vaccine. You just have to book your appointment ahead of time. Maybe it's because you're That's heavily wild. populated. I mean, I would believe that. Um, but yeah, I got my first dose of vaccine. And I was like, should I be drinking water to like make my blood vessels easier to stab? And then I was like, wait... <laughs> How do vaccine? No, that's not how most vaccines work. <laughs> you can laugh at me if you want, but then yesterday also, Eliza asked me how snakes move. Okay, <laughs> which also, I am also like an animal nerd, nerd, so you would think that'd be something I would know, which like, I do. It's their, they're, they're they just like, extreme, they have extremely good muscles, but like. Well, they also like, they like, 
Because when you watch them slither, they're not, like, just, like, moving, like, they, like, touch part of their body down and lift the rest of it. Yeah, I know, which is, like, again, is all, like, (laughs) amazing muscle movement, but I'm still, like... How do? (laughs) How do you... What? How do you move? How do you... How do they climb straight up a wall? They don't do that. They They, like, climb up... They they can climb up things that have grooves, but, like... (laughs) Snakes, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Again, there's just that contrast of being like, let me explain vaccines to you, to being like, how do snakes? How do snakes? <laughs> anyway. Reminds me of that time you asked why some hair is curly. I don't remember did that. Did you that ask sounds for like that? You I did. You like... I still don't fully understand why some hair is curly in terms of like, what is the thing that makes the hair curl? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I mean, why is all hair different in general? Like all hair, I don't all, know. All this hair is what has, I'm saying. All hair has different textures. This is what I'm saying. How do hair? You don't. Oh. <laughs> At least I don't. My hair's a mess all the time. Fashion. <laughs> we don't have to look nice. We're an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. Because we don't want to look nice. Um... I always look nice. It's my general aura. No, I'm kidding. But vaccines, um, treatments. Vaccines, treatments. They got some of them, but not others. Uh, so Brenda is going to be okay for a little bit now, I guess. But she can't come with because she's still going to get sick, obviously. But it doesn't matter. But that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess. There is a blooper we watched after this because our friend was like, let's watch all the bloopers now. Where they're standing on one of these like sand dunes, <laughs> and uh, um, and like the one boy just in the middle of giving his line, I think it was Thomas, just like backslides down the sand dune and falls. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> Thomas!" Also, another one that is just neat that scene where they go and get Teresa and oh, they have they to break, break the, the glass. They did that in one take, and that's just neat. It's just good neat. job, guys. <laughs> I wonder if they had to. That's always fascinating to me. Movies that are like we have. to I mean, do this a in little bit take. when you have something breakable like that. I mean, yeah, but you could like replace the glass. Although I'm sure that would be a pain in the ass to do. Also, would cost more money. That too. But like, if you've seen Inception, I know Paige has or Diana has. Crash <laughs> got it in one. Um, Andrew, fix it. Um, I know Diana's seen Inception. Um, I have not. But okay, so the opening scene, you know, it's all to do with dreams, whatever. The opening scene is like a dream sequence and they're doing this like dramatic, oh, fuck, we're running away or whatever. And eventually they like flood the whole building. Um, And they only had one shot at that. They had to do it in one take because they're flooding the building. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, cool. There was... Yeah, and so just like stuff like that, that they have to do in one take is like... There was an episode of um, Haunting of Hill House, and the whole episode was six takes. Oh, okay. Like, six continuous shots. And yeah. um, they And they, the guy, director was saying, yeah, we knew that we had one take chance left because our rig was about to break. And I had all these child actors, and I'm like, everything's fine, guys. You're going to get it this time. And they did. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Um... Stunts are scary. Stunts are scary. There's also the people I watch who do the special effects artists react also do like stuntmen react and they'll talk about it and they're like, sometimes you just gotta like throw yourself off or whatever. You know, you just break things sometimes. Not like you people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, stunts are crazy, but they're cool. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, I think that's really everything I have to say about this movie is nothing happens and everything happens. And... There is I, I, a little bit just thought of something. Okay. <laughs> so I was remembering to when you and I were personally re- recapping before we started oh, recording. Yeah. And uh, before they get, before the boys get to the right arm, they run <laughs> into the group of girls. Um... And they're, yeah, they're like, and girls. because Eris is with the group of boys, the girls recognize him and they're like, oh no, they're good. And so once they get back to, when they're walking back to the camp, they're like, oh yeah, the right arm came and saved us from Wicked. And I'm like, boys, only if you would have waited a couple of days, yeah. it would have been safe. This whole movie yeah. would have to happen. <laughs> if you just sat tight for like two days, if you just would have quit poking things. <laughs> oh god um are we ready for final thoughts i think we're ready for final thoughts okay i don't know my final thoughts is that it's not a good movie but it's not like a bad enough movie for me to have a lot of strong feelings about it yeah so it ends up i think it's going to end up just being a forgettable movie yeah i think that's true i agree i think that um it suffers from some similar problems to the first one but again because like the first one i at least have like questions this one i have no questions like i I, like they answered all my questions at the end of the first one um so like yeah this one i just don't really care about it's just kind of a nothing movie and it suffers from world building struggles and uh a desire to be the last of us a desire and a failure (laughs) what about you eliza uh one other small thing I just thought of that's really unimportant but bothers me <laughs> is that they is one of those things that they changed in the movie but they really did not have to is they changed like when they're scanning their chips on the back of their neck their codes are wrong and I'm like oh. you didn't have to do that though also, apparently, and I just find this funny, too, they have, like, those weird tattoos in the back of their neck. They also don't really ever talk about what the tattoos are. They just have them. Um, but, like, apparently, in book, according to Eliza, they're just the numbers. Like, they don't have these fancy tattoos. They just have numbers tattooed on their back, back of their necks. <laughs> I mean, it is a whole title. Like, they are whole titles. They do, like, Property of Wicked. Uh, oh. This is Subject Letter Number. Okay. And then the person's title. They each have different So when titles. you put property, when you tattoo property onto someone, how do you not, like, pause for a moment and consider <laughs> yeah. the but, morality of uh, what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, in the movie, it's just a microchip, right? Essentially? Effectively. It's like this weird iridescent, like, back of neck tattoo. I mean, it glows when they scan it, right? Like, that's when it lights up. Yes. But it's always there. A microchip kind of implies, like, you, you know, you don't see a microchip on the outside. That's why I'm, that, I guess that's what I'm trying to ask you. You can't you see can it s- if they're not scanning it, right? I thought you could. I don't but know. But now that's I'm why wondering I'm because I don't because think. Because I am blind. I know. But I, now that you mention it, I don't think you see it in every scene. So you might be right. Um, but so, yeah, when they scan their microchips, they're like, this is. I don't exactly know what the screen says because it's blurry, but they're like, property of Wicked, this is subject letter number. And they changed their their codes, and I'm like, you didn't have to, though. That is one of those things, and I'm like, that's just odd that they did it that way. Yeah, why? I wonder if it was just like, it's a certain order in the script, and then they didn't bother lining up the boys accordingly, you know? Maybe. It's just Maybe. like, whatever. 
like maybe Thomas was in a different spot, but they were like, oh, we'll just put Thomas here because it's on the end, and then because like Tom, like <sighs> Thomas is a two. Just because again, that is one of those weird things to change. Yeah, like Thomas is a two, but I think how is Thomas a two? I'm sorry. What? What? How did they? Okay. <laughs> how did they pick the number letter combinations? Because a two is a very first number and letter. <laughs> um. There's, I mean, I think there there was a reason to their numbers. I don't Probably. exactly know how, of course, all of our main boys are the low numbers. I think Teresa is A1, because uh, she's the girl. She's the girl one. Um, Thomas is A2, but I think, you know, in the movie it was different because they changed them for some reason. It really does seem like those should be, like, sequential in order of, like, when they were sent up. But anyway. That would make sense. But they probably microchipped them, like, before this because they had them for many years before the maze oh they microchipped them at the like when they first got them oh but yeah that's is that your final thought (laughs) uh that was just one other small detail that was unnecessary but bothers me a book reader i think this movie technically passes the back i was gonna ask um i think Ada and Ava Mary and talk Marie, at the very Mary. end. Yeah, they do like a little bit of like. <laughs> I guess they do. Of like, and that's fuck it. you, fuck you, and then she gets shot. That's it. Yeah. I guess the girls from the group B talk to each other. I don't know if that goes. I don't. What we have agreed in the past is that it has to be like an ABA conversation at least. It yeah. doesn't. It can be in a in a group as long as the two girls have an ABA. Okay. Is how we have decided yes. to decree it in this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess my final thoughts are meh, and it didn't have to be The Last of Us. <laughs> there was actually literally no reason for it to be The Last of Us. It's not even like there's any other story parallels, other than I guess there's a virus. But anyway, and a kid. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening to The Filminists. Um, if you like what you hear you can rate and review us on itunes um you can listen to more on itunes spotify and iHeartRadio. um the next movie we will be watching is uh the death cure yep <laughs> nailed it <laughs> you should have heard sorry, more you were trying to do the so star wars stupid. ones it's a stupid title <laughs> Because, like, you're not trying to cure death. You're trying to cure this disease. <laughs> you are a little bit. You're trying to prevent death. Prevention is not the same thing as a cure. Hence the expression, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> but anyway, so keep an eye out for that. You can follow us on Twitter at Filminists or on Tumblr at the-filminists. Um, our next episode will be up June 1st. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, um, thanks for listening. I'm Annie. And I'm Diana. And I'm Eliza. (laughs) And that's a wrap.